you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you this time in studio. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I am great, DJ. I'm great, I'm great, I'm great because, you know, Thursday podcasts are always great because we get a little Thursday night football. We get to preview that. We get to talk about all the things leading up to a big week of games. So I'm excited about it. Well, you left one thing out. My uh, my favorite part of the week now is we get to uh, Bucky's Coach's Corner. Oh, man. Which is officially, I think that's the name. That's the title we're going with. We've been looking for a way to kind of brand this. It's literally my favorite thing that we're doing right now. Buck takes a a term, a, like a leadership coaching term, gives us a little wisdom, gives us some nuggets. We have a quick a quick chat about it. We learn a little something. That's my favorite part of the week now. Hopefully I don't run out of gas. No, yeah. You're now this is fun. This 20 is weeks from now, you're going to be reaching. You're uh, going to be like, oh, digging, man. Digging into crates. I may see Bucky just cramming leadership yeah, books and trying to get something out of there. Read some more books and all kinds of others. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's start first of all here. Uh, we're going to go rookie impacts here. This is our buddy Jack Andrade, who has been uh, has been awesome in developing this little formula to give us a rookie score. Basically, uh, which individual players are having an impact on a weekly basis? You can see some of that by the box score, uh, but he's even com- compiled a score for those individual players. But more importantly, uh, the teams that are feeling the most impacts from their rookies on a weekly basis. So this is just for this past week. Um, so we'll go through the names of some of these individuals. First of all, then we'll spend the most of the time talking about the teams that are getting a lot of no, that's great. A lot of help from their young guys here. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, Devon A. Chan. A. Chan. A. Chan. The E. Solid. Yeah. Man, I just A. Chan. We just, so we just got, we just got so A. Chan. Easy. We just got A chain on the wraps, and that's A chain. No, we, and get it. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but anyways, great day. Obviously, he was double. He doubled up everybody else in the score. He had forty eight points. Tank Dell, uh, rookie wide receiver, had a great day, over hundred yards uh, from Houston. He's number two. His teammate, quarterback C J. Stroud, was three. Laporta, Sam Laporta, the tight end for Detroit. Uh, Marvin Mims is having a great year, by the way. Off to a he great is. start. He and is. again, hey, what is he, Buck? He's a craftsman. He's yeah. a route runner. Uh, look, he, he, go figure. Uh, and then Brian Branch, the yes. safety, the hybrid playmaker for the Detroit Lions, is also having an outstanding start to the season. Kind of makes you wonder why he's was a second round. I don't know. Yeah, and again, all right, hold up. First runner for most impressive. I'm going to go to the scoreboard on that because I, uh, I always when you say stuff like that, like how could he be? I want to make sure. Gosh, I hope he was in my top 32 players. Or I'm going to look really bad. Uh, Brian Branch. 31st. He was my 31st okay. player. <laughs> I kind of snuck him in there. Snuck him in there. What pick was he? Brian Branch, Nabil, give us some homework on that. Brian Branch, what pick was he in the draft? I just know he was in the second round. I know he was a really I don't good think player. it was super early in the second round either, was it? No, because I think Sam LaPorta went before him, right? Oh, I got it right here. He was a 45th pick. 45th pick. Yeah, 45th pick. Man, he looks he looks real. He looks real. more like the 31st pick, Buck, doesn't he? Don't he you does. think? He does. He does look like a first <laughs> round. He's played, he's played great. He's jumped in. Uh the transition has been real easy for him. You see him around the ball. You see him making plays and the communication skills. The combination of him and Jack Campbell has certainly helped this defense get better real quickly. No doubt. Um, all right. Well, let's um, let's jump into the ranking of the teams here. Let's work backwards. We'll go five to one. Uh, Nabil's Packers, they're going to be on this list every week because they got rookies 
playing big roles for them and playing really, really well. Uh, they are fifth, and this is a Packers team that if you look at what they were able to do uh, – actually, let me make sure I've got this right list here. Well, no, like, uh, Hold on one second. Am I, am I, uh, yeah, they're still on here, right? Yeah, because it says underneath there. Okay, I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, they're, they're fifth at 37.94 points. Yeah, they're there. They're, what they're getting, they get a lot of contribution from their young playmakers on the perimeter. Uh, you think about Luke Musgrave being able to come, Jaden Reed. Uh, they have been able to count on these guys coming right from the college field and making an immediate impact. And as they grow with the young quarterback, Jordan Look, who looks like a franchise quarterback after having enough time to serve his apprenticeship under Aaron Rodgers, the Packers look like they're always going to be in that conversation that they've been in for years, where they're going to be a perennial playoff contender and they're going to have some title aspirations that maybe realize. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's stay in the NFC. The team that finished fourth is the Seattle Seahawks. And Jake Bobo, which is a great story. Uh, again, he had a, a touchdown there, the uh, rookie out of UCLA who, you know, is not fast, but he's just big and physical and knows knows how to run routes and catch the ball. You know, had a great the, preseason. The fact that DK Metcalf talked about he looks at Bobo do his thing and has inspired him to up his game yeah. because of the effort, the energy, and the attention, the detail that he brings to his craft has made the rest of the wide receivers for the Seattle Seahawks get better. Another Bruin, Zach Charbonnet. He played 45 snaps, had 46 rushing yards. Derek Hall, uh, the rookie outside linebacker, he had uh, he played 54 snaps, had a, had a hit, uh, pass defense, and a tackle. But the headliner was their first-round pick, one of our favorites, Devin Witherspoon who was a junkyard dog. He had 79 snaps. He had 11 tackles, led him in tackles, two passes defense. Didn't really give up anything. Uh, A couple catches, but I don't think anything over 10 yards. I mean, he was outstanding. And then uh, Reek Woolen didn't play in this game. So they've... They're going to have their what Pete Carroll wanted. They're going to have their young duo to go, to build with for a long time because it allows them to do so much of what they want on defense. Where they can put eight, nine in the box, be able to lock up outside, kind of play the game, uh, the style and the fashion that they want. Look, this Seahawks team is right where they want to be. Uh, look, they move on from Russell Wilson, but this team has gotten better. This team is right back in the conversation as a playoff contender. All right, the uh, we talked about the Packers a minute ago. Their opponent this week is the Lions. Both these teams getting huge contributions from their rookies. Uh, you were talking a little bit earlier about Brian Branch, 71 snaps in that game, Buck, 11 tackles, three TFLs, two passes defense, not to be outdone there, Jack Campbell, 51 snaps, five tackles, and a sack on the defensive side of the ball, and then the offensive rookies, Jameer Gibbs, uh, 80 rushing yards on 43 snaps, and Laporta, the tight end, who's been the best rookie tight end thus far through three weeks, he played 53 snaps at 84 yards and a touchdown, so it's been a heck of a rookie class for the Lions. You're talking about four rookies making contributions, guys playing significant minutes and making big contributions on offense, Gibbs and Laporta, both of those guys kind of stepping into their roles and flourishing, and then Branch and Jake, Jack Campbell, not only are they playing positions that are uh, require a lot of like instincts and awareness, but they are communication positions. So for them to jump in, know exactly what to do, communicate that information to their teammates, speaks volumes about their football intelligence and their work ethic. No doubt. And uh, we go to the the top of the list here. At number two is the Dolphins. HN 233 scrimmage yards, four touchdowns. So that alone was going to put them up there. Then you also had uh, running back Chris Brooks, who had 66 rushing yards, and Julian Hill, uh, the tight end, who played 58 snaps. So, again, the way this formula works, it's not only just you know your stats. It's, it's You're playing, guys. They're getting out there on the field. We give you some bonus points that you're relying on rookie players. Yeah, HN almost single-handedly put the class Jeez. in the category. 233 scrimmage yards. That is a ton of yardage. That's two games' worth of yardage for a guy that is playing well. And the fact that he, he's, he's kind of like a backup or a backup to the backup, 
They all got to eat in that one. They all got to eat against the Broncos. And number one on the list, uh, a team that right now has the unquestioned offensive rookie of the year through three weeks, and that's C.J. Stroud, who threw for 280, two touchdowns, has yet to throw a pick. We've talked about him a bunch this week. He's played great. Tank Dell, 145 receiving yards and a touchdown. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Henry To'o, the linebacker who you loved uh, coming out of Alabama, 10 tackles and a PBU and 70 snaps. So they're relying on him big time. Will Anderson played 49 snaps, uh, had two quarterback hits, and uh, has continued to play well. So this is a, a Houston Texans team. They had the resources. They had the draft capital. They moved some of it to make sure they got Will Anderson to go along with C.J. Stroud. But after that, still, they're finding impact guys with Dell uh, and Toto just making big-time impact. All making big-time impacts. And it starts with the quarterback because when you find a quarterback, it gives you a chance to get better in a hurry. C.J. Stroud is that dude. He looks every bit the part that you expect someone that was second overall pick to come in to kind of handle it and handle the, the really a, a tough circumstance when you think about what is going on around him. And then Tank Dell to, to be the undersized receiver, the playmaker who was unguardable, had a 145 yards, big time touchdown to kind of seal the game. And we've talked, we've referenced Will Anderson. You know, it, it's funny because now we get to the season after all the conversation in the draft the guys that we liked off tape are the same guys that played well and will anderson was another one of those guys all right we do formulas on here all the time i got a new one all right for if you're a team that's in the bottom of the barrel and they were picking Mm. two so a team that's looking to change things teachers plus talent equals turnaround they have assembled a lot of young talent they have a staff of really good teachers, and it shouldn't be a shock that they're getting this thing turned around. Yeah, look, it is funny because there's nothing complex that they're doing when you watch them from afar. It's, it's, it's not about the exotic schemes. It's the execution that you're seeing from a very young team. And you can only imagine what this team is going to look like when they upgrade some of the personnel around the quarterback, when they continue to add pieces to that defense. I will say this. D'Amico Ryans has a great vision for how he wants this team to play, and you can already see three games in. This team is inching closer towards that vision, and when they get there, man, they're going to be a scary team to do. No doubt. Well, that's your that's your top five rookie impact classes for week three. Packers, Seahawks, Lions, Dolphins, Texans all getting big-time contributions from their rookies uh, in week three of the season. Again, we update this each and every week. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, Buck. When we come back, we're going to break down the game of the week, which is Dolphins and Bills, and then we're going to get to uh, it's our Bucky Brooks Coach's Corner segment, my favorite. Uh, we're going to get to that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Favorite segment of the podcast. I love this. It's time for the MTS Game of the Week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, we're going to break down the Dolphins at the Bills. The spread is minus 2.5, favoring the Bills. The over-under is 53.5 points. Well, 53 and a half points, otherwise known as halftime uh, for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, the way they've been playing offense, coming off a game where they scored 70 points. Uh, this is no question the game of the week. It's going to be awesome. I love the Thursday nighter. Um, is a fun one, but this one to me uh, is the marquee matchup. Two heavyweights. Buffalo, that week one game against the Jets. Look, they turned the ball over too much. The defense still played fine. Defense has been 
stellar uh, this year, coming off a game where they just got after the Commanders was thirty-seven to three. Yeah. So they've been stifling defensively. This is a different type of challenge. But I, when we see these two teams meet, um, I just go back to that time we saw the way Buffalo defended Kansas City when Mahomes and Andy Reid were yeah. really starting to take off. And they said, we're not giving up big plays, Buck. It's not going to happen. Now, this is going to be a big challenge. Same challenge, actually, Tyree Kill on both those teams. But they do have some experience here. They do have some experience. And first, I have to issue an apology to Bill's Mafia. Uh, right after that first game, it, it, overreaction. Overreaction okay. Monday, overreaction week. Uh, in, in the notebook, I might have said it's over. Woo. It's over. The run Dang. is over. It's all done. Didn't like what I saw from the offense. They returned it over defensively. And I can say, after two weeks of watching them absolutely whoop up on their opponents, I might have been a little premature in dismissing them. And did you hang the this. banger, the banner is mission accomplished on that one after week one, Buck? I might, it was like it's early. It's a hot take. Look, Dang, I, man. I've been waiting to get on the keyboard and, and look, I, I overreacted. Okay, but in watching this team play the last couple of weeks, defensively, Sean McDermott has certainly done a really good job of putting this team together. They play fast, they play smart, they don't give up the cheapies. They don't allow you to have the cheap touchdowns, the cheap points. They make you drive the length of the field, and they've upped the physicality and the toughness. Offensively, they simplify things. They've done a really good job of finding James Cook, giving him the ball. He has given them that balance that they needed on offense. So it wasn't just Josh Allen, the one-man show. And with the balance of the running game, complementing what they're able to do each and every week with Stephon Diggs, this team is kind of flying under the radar because we've dismissed them. We've seen them considered as title contenders for the last three or four years. They hadn't been able to get it done. Well, now we may have to restart that conversation, put the Buffalo Bills back in there. So. All right, I'm going to go um, – the key to this game is a, is a weird one. I'm going to go with – the key to this game is 1990s spring break, okay? Because Ooh. if you think about back in, the t- back in the day when we were growing up, uh, they had a thing called the MTV Beach House. Oh, Remember that? Yeah, yeah overindulgence. Yeah, I used to love that. So love watching it. And then what it was was you have, like, concerts and DJs and things, and it Everybody was a big – Put your hands in the air like and wave them around like you just don't care. Like that, you're not getting the Tua. So if you're Greg Rousseau, <laughs> you're six foot six. Get your hands up. Get your hands up. Get your hands up. Get your hands up. Like that's that's how you rush Tua. If you're not getting there, you might as well. Leonard Floyd's what? He's six five and change too. If you're not gonna get home, I saw it with my own eyes in person. Joey Bosa unblocked, sprint to Tua, ball's gone, didn't even get to hit him. <laughs> So if you can't get to him, the ball is out. Spring break this thing, man. Get those hands up in the air. (laughs) The beach house. Are you going to have Cisco dance off? (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have Cisco dance off. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Where is Cisco? (laughs) We can bring him back since we're going full MTV. Does he still go silver top? Uh, I I don't know. He he, he shouldn't, at his age, he shouldn't. Like, we got to be done with that. You know why? You know know why you need to get your hands up, Buck? (laughs) Because the ball is gong, 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 gong. <laughs> I gotta quit playing it. I gotta quit playing it through it. But back to the game. DJ, I think this is the hardest game for the Miami Dolphins to play, not only because of what the Buffalo Bills present, but it's almost like, okay, you are you are a decorated high school basketball player. Remember the first time you ever hit 20 points in a game, or maybe you hit 30 points in a game. Yeah. You know how hard it is the next time, unless you're one of those guys where everything Everything was built around you getting a shot. But yeah. it's hard. So they're going to come in, and everybody all week has talked about them putting a 70-burger on the Denver Broncos. Well, how do you replicate that? So their natural inclination is going to be, oh, we're going to run, the, we're going to blow them right out. Yeah. And it won't be that. So can they exhibit enough patience to, A, if the Buffalo Bills are parking the guys in the parking lot, can Tua take the check down 
down after down after down? And can they be committed to running the ball against a soft or light box if the Buffaloes present that game plan? Yeah, and again, to go back to week one, the Chargers, uh, when Eckler was out there healthy, they ran the ball 200-plus. They ran it right down their throats. So if you're Buffalo... And I think Josh Allen can contribute a little bit. Oh, for sure. But they, they need to come out and establish the ground game a little Slow bit. Slow the game down. Yeah. Shrink the game. Make them feel the weight of playing in a tightly contested game. And, you know, it, it's kind of like watching a team play against the Golden State Warriors in their prime. When the Splash Brothers were knocking down threes, they feed off of the big play element the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins do. If you're the Buffalo Bills, oh, no, no, you can have all the layups you want. You're not going to have any of these threes. So we'll see what that looks like at the end. Who are you going with? Who you got? Uh, I, I look. The Bills are the favorite in this game. I think I'm. Uh, you know what? I I'll, can I be honest? Mm-hmm. I've told you this a confession in the past. Um, at times, I might farm out my picks to my to my son and his oh, roommates so you don't at Baylor. So well, well, here's the thing. I don't I give it away. I uh, they've done a great job, but the guys. I don't know. Uh, you know, the Baylor football team struggling a little bit, so we got a little got a little swinging for the fences, a little aggressive. Oh, going big. Going so big. last week. Uh, the Dolphins won by 50 points, and only one person in NFL media group picked them to lose that game. That was you? So we got to take a week off at Baylor. I told him, we got, guys, we got to take a week. I'm going to have to take the, take the wheel back over. We're going to make some picks this week, and then we'll see if we get you guys back in the mix next week. Okay, well, well given my uh, affinity and my history with the Buffalo Bills, this is a squish the fish week. Oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. go with the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take them. And so we'll see what it looks like. I think Looking I had to back. take the Dolphins just to get the Dolphins fans out of my mentions. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's it. So, so, <laughs> so that was the MTS game of the week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code MTS. That's code MTS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Well, you just said that uh, this was one of your favorite segments when we do the game of the week. This is my favorite segment, which is Bucky's Coach's Corner, which uh, we do each and every week. You give us a little uh, a little wisdom here, Buck. So what is our what is our term? What is our theme for the day? So our theme for the day, this goes all the way back to former Chicago Cubs manager, Joe Madden. He had a theme when he took over the Cubs because they were trying to end the curse, trying to go and win the World Series. Do simple better. Hmm. And And thinking about Joe Madden in that term, what it did is sent me down a rabbit hole of just researching all these great coaches. And what I found, the common denominator between success and greatness over a long period of time is simplicity. When you think about all of the people that are super successful, think about Steve Jobs and what they did with Apple. Apple has been successful because of the simplicity. They're user-friendly systems, their product. When you think about the iPhone and back in the iMac and before then it was the iPod and all these other things, it's always been very, very simple to use. And so from a coaching standpoint, I'm continuing to find out, man, simplicity is everything. As much as we want to like out trick the opponent and and do all these fancy things that really get the oohs and the ahs, when we think about football, it always comes down to the simple things, blocking, tackling, taking care of the ball, taking the ball away, and then effort, running to the ball, not giving up those big plays. You do those things, you typically win. And it's just in every sport, in every endeavor, in all of those things, the path that is the simplest is typically the one that's best. We normally mess it up when we overcomplicate whatever the mission is, whatever we're doing when it comes to our practice routine, whatever it is when we're trying to figure out how to play the game. Simplicity is always the best method. I had to look up the quote because I didn't want to screw it up. You've used it before. I've heard it numerous times in other places, but it fits here. It's the Bruce Lee quote. 
I fear not the man who has practiced yeah. 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. That is it. And that is one that is, that is really great. And I got another quote for you if you talk about great coaches. So I'm going to read this. This comes from Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll says this, and I quote, Champions don't beat themselves. If you want to win, do the ordinary things better than anyone else does day in and day out. We're not going to fool people or out scheme them. We are just going to outplay them because we'll know exactly what we're doing. When we get into a critical situation, we won't have to think because proper habits will create instantaneous reactions. We'll play fast and fundamentally sound. You think about Chuck Noll. You think about those four Super Bowl titles that he had with the Super Bowls, the, the winning, the Steelers. That is what it is. Hey, man, you don't trick people. You find the fundamental things. You do them over and over and over again until you master them. You keep it simple. Allow you guys to play. They play fast. They win. That is what works. And think about his influence on Tony Dungy and Tony Dungy and the the great teams he was around with Tampa as well as the Colts. What did they do? They played Tampa too. <laughs> they played Tampa. Is that the most? It might be one of the most simplest defenses you can play. Well, think about what Peyton Manning did. They didn't motion or shift. Just stay out there, line up, and go. No motion, no shifts. They ran the same five to eight plays over and over and over again. They knew it. You knew it, but you couldn't stop it because they understood it. Their simplicity allowed them to play fast. They knew all of the adjustments to what your tactics were, and because of that, they were able to be really successful. Now I think about Mariona Rivera. Just oh. cutter after cutter, cutter after cutter, cutter after cutter. cutter. I mean, like, make them make beat it. Right, there you go. That's uh, that's Bucky's Coach's Corner, which is, again, my favorite uh, <laughs> favorite part of the episode there. Those are little things. You can just snip those off. We can just snip those off and post those every week, too, because they're, oh. they're nice little, little snippets there, and you learn something, you take it with you. No matter what you're doing, I don't care if you're coaching a high school football team or if you, you're you running an office or working in an office. They're, they're these little truths that, uh, that carry over for sure. Um, Buck, tomorrow? thousandth episode Woo! that's a lot of episodes one thousand episodes that's a big deal man uh we're going to celebrate the heck out of that it's going to be kind of a best of we're going to have audio clips from uh some of our favorite conversations over the years going back to 2014 when this thing launched uh get a chance to give some folks their flowers for all the help they've given to us yes and i guess we've got a couple surprises uh as well i don't know what those are but they're coming our way so looking forward to that i hope you guys have enjoyed this again we would also like to encourage you guys to uh, to wait. We'll go ahead. Oh yeah, so so just what do we got? Here, just make sure you listen to the podcast. Peanut Tillman, Roman Harper oh. have a second Axe podcast. Yours truly, Bucky Brooks was on there, and we were able to kind of talk about life after playing in the National Football League. Great conversation with two guys who I really respect and can, enjoy. Can I tell you a true story? I was getting ready to wrap up the podcast, and the Beal got in my ear and said second acts, and I thought. Holy crap, we got another segment. I don't, I'm not prepared. I don't know what else we're talking about here. But no, it's the podcast called Second Acts. Second Acts. And uh, it's a it's a really cool it's a really cool premise and uh, Bucky's on there so I would encourage you guys to to check that one out as well. And if you haven't already, uh, again, we appreciate all the the ratings and, and reviews you can give us. Uh, those are a huge help as well. Again, 1000 episodes. Uh, we will celebrate that tomorrow on the show. We will see you then right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 